Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. Hello Chat on This listeners and welcome back to what I think will be our final episode of the birth series. And today we have a very, very special guest, another Advanced Health Chiropractic practice member. Um, who makes this whole series entirely from the practice, which we are very proud of. So I have Adriana Yanaku with me, and she is going to be speaking to us in the capacity of a midwife. So Adriana, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Adriana, as uh, Lydia said. Um, I've been a midwife for many years. Um, my passion lies in advocating for my clients and support the most normal physiological birth and empowering birth. So even though I love to support home birth and all that, I do acknowledge um, sometimes that is not the best place for the woman. So as long as uh, she's got a choice and she's in her perfect safe space and she's able to birth beautifully, that's what my work comes to. What an amazing introduction. And I think you've just touched on um, my first question for you and what we are learning as we have come to know you more. And we work alongside many midwives, both who, you know, come into the practice for their own care, but also are supporting the women who we are looking after as well. And we're beginning to learn that you're quite famous in this field. So we are very honored to be talking to you. Let's get straight into it. So in your experience, what needs to be achieved in order for women to emerge from their own births, however that may be, feeling proud and feeling fulfilled? I think um, women need to understand that having a baby is not like going to a shop and buying a handbag. You need to take responsibility from, from even before you actually conceive. You know, you are thinking of having a baby. You know, that is a great way of thinking, you know, how am I going to prepare for this? Um, I believe uh, birthing requires uh, preparation. Um, almost, uh, I explain to my clients that it's like uh, preparing to go for a marathon. If you train every day, you study, you look after your nutrition, you look after your physical health, you understand what is happening in your body, it's very likely that you will be able to succeed easily. We've been doing this for millions of years. But um, if you leave all the responsibility into somebody else and you don't look after yourself, you know, it's very unlikely that you, you could be supported to have a very empowering birth. Is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Responsibility is huge in all elements of health, isn't it? Beginning, yeah. yeah. What about, now I'm going to take this from, you know, my perspective or my position because a lot of who we have spoken to so far are people who have had babies before. So say someone like myself who has never had a child or never gone through labor or birth, what are some of the common fears and concerns that many women may have as they approach this new experience? Um, Obviously, there is the fact of being multicultural nowadays. So we've got lots of different cultures that come from all around the world in within one place. And the common factor of most cultures, it is pain, you know, like the fear of pain. How am I going to do the big day? And some of those cultures, they come from backgrounds in which birth is very obstetricalized and women haven't been birthing normally for years. 
So therefore, um, I think a little bit is the culture and a little bit is the fear of pain. So as long as in the beginning of your pregnancy, you are committed like, okay, uh, to learn, understand birth, understand that pain is actually a normal a physiological uh, pathway for you to get the baby out of your body. And if you prepare for that, you should be just fine. Mm. Preparation is key, I'm learning. Um, and we definitely, as a culture, have a strong connotation on pain. And many people do believe it, you know, to be bad or negative. And as we know, in all areas of health, again, it's a language our body is sending to us. It is telling us something. It is achieving a particular outcome. And for this, it's a phenomenal outcome. Um, so as a practitioner, we hear so many different things that women have been told about their own abilities to birth. And these things come from all over, whether it's the media or people who are caring for them or their family and friends who may have all sorts of opinions that they would like to share with them. These things or these people may be told their baby is too big or too small or their own body, their own pelvis may not be able to achieve what it needs to do in order to deliver a baby safely. So we work with a lot of women and help to prepare their nerve systems through this phase and throughout their pregnancy to encourage their bodies um, really to be in the most optimal healthy states, which goes on to have huge impact on birth and birth outcomes. We are very grateful. And we do see every day, just like you do, that women are just beyond capable of what they are so often told. And we understand, however, though, that sometimes there is always going to be a need for a little bit of a special scenario or there might be assistance that's needed. And the ability to recognize that is appropriately is so important. And why our listeners, we all had lunch with Adriana recently and we learned a lot about how you really do tune into your woman and tune into your people so you know what is most important for them. So how do you, as a midwife, navigate some of these comments or these outside influence that are directed at our women so frequently and they really do have the potential to wreak havoc on a mother's confidence and understanding of her own body? First of all, um, our bodies are highly intelligent. It's very unlikely you are going to fall pregnant and continue a pregnancy of a birth that you are not able to bear. Nature is far more intelligent than us. And so, therefore, um, point number one is having a good trust into nature that if you have fallen pregnant, that means that that fetus is going to be able to grow effectively and be born effectively. Point number two is all um, unnecessary intervention, all those scans. I feel like in the past, and I'm sorry if there is a sonographer listening right now, but I feel like even in the time that I've been living in Auckland uh, for eight years, um, I feel like our colleagues that work here doing scans, they have lost the skill. They have lost the skill of taking measurements. Like anytime you send a client to do a scan, it comes up with these measurements, your baby's too big, your baby's too small, and then the baby's born in an absolute perfect same time, <laughs> having done all this intervention that was unnecessary. So one of the things of my practice, I become really good with my hands and I measure a baby's growth with my hands and a tape measure and I only do scans if it's absolutely at most necessary. If the scan is not necessary, you are not going to get a third trimester scan with me because that is opening a can of worms that is completely unnecessary and it leads for, to an intervention that is going to change all your birth, unfortunately. 
yeah. sad to say this. Eh? Yeah, it has a huge impact, doesn't it? But this is, doesn't come from the result of one scan. Uh, I can guarantee you, most of us midwives, we can tell stories like at least 60 to 80% of the scans that we do in the community, they are wrong. Wow. And then doesn't it just come back to that culture and it comes back to the trust and what we know to be normal or to be following a usual trajectory, shall we say, um, and that trust that we have in our bodies and that we have in nature to carry out these processes. Gosh, I've got goosebumps. Um, so I will go straight to our next one while we're on a roll. There are so many different birth settings, and I really do hope that this podcast series has been able to shed light on the understanding that each and every woman is entirely capable of choosing and birthing in the space that feels most right for her. And the space may change along the course of the pregnancy or throughout the labour and the birth, as we've all heard before. Adriana, you speak to this beautifully as having the ability to be flexible and intuitive with our needs as women and with yourself as a midwife. So when might it be appropriate to reassess or possibly even change the planned place of birth? Um, I... With my clients, I usually talk about not being too fixing about it in terms of the place of birth, um, especially the people that only want to have home birth and nothing but home birth. Um, I usually say, you know, like um, one of the reasons I'm very successful with home birth, in fact, is because my clients don't have to choose until the time that they're actually in labor. Um, in terms of changing the place of birth, um, it's very unlikely that we're going to leave the hospital back home to have a baby. You know, if you end up in the hospital, it could be for a reason that you need to be monitored or baby needs to be monitored or whatever. But in terms of if we are, for example, birthing at home or we are birthing in the primary birthing unit and we need to move into the hospital, that means that we have found some aspects in which we are not safe to stay any longer at home. Like, for example, there is a problem with the baby's heartbeat, there is a delay on any stage of the of progress of the labor, or the mom is absolutely exhausted, or we try our very best to change the, the, the baby's position, for example, unsuccessfully. So, occasionally, we do have to move, but it is not, um, I, don't, I don't consider that to be, we've been defeated, not at all. I believe that most of my clients, even if we end up in the hospital sometimes, even if the only solution to get the baby out it was through a cesarean section, I'm fairly, fairly confident. My client will say, like, I've tried absolutely everything, and for that they are happy. They, don't, they never feel defeated, you see? Mm. It comes back to that first question, doesn't it, about what is it that women need in order to feel proud and fulfilled? And that may not have anything to do with the birthplace. Trust in themselves, trust in the babies, you know, like there's two people that, um, there's two clients that you got, you got your woman, you got your baby, you know, so there's two people with two different agendas and then trusting your practitioner and your supporting. Mm. As part of this um, series or a follow-up to this series, a colleague and I are currently reading Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. And the research in that has just, it's what stuck out most to us, I think, about how influential, not just the environment, just the uh, place of birth, but the environment. So the lighting, the people who are in the room, the music or the sound or so much goes into being able to get that woman's nerve system into a state of ease and drop into the state where she can birth. And we are so, so grateful and proud as chiropractors to be able to check women throughout that phase 
assist their nerve system, but you must see it all the time. When she is in her zone, when she has the people and the environment that she needs, she's unstoppable. Yes, and I'm usually, you know, usually when I go to a home birth or a family birth home in the hospital birth, you know, the first thing that I do is checking on the lights, asking people to don't talk too loudly. Even though I'm the loudest, I'm a person like really loud and very colorful in the birth. I am actually, you know, quite quiet, bossy sometimes, but quite quiet. And I make sure the environment around my client is the the calmest possible. Mm. So I usually ask people to turn off the phones. You know, it's so annoying to have partner, cousin, sister, mother, everyone on the phones. I chuck the phones out of the window like pretty much as soon as I get into the space. And this morning, my beautiful, um, I did a quick work with my gorgeous uh, partner, Jasmine. And Jasmine, she has made... Uh, this is very beautiful because I want to do the same thing. She's made her little pack with a couple of essential oils and things like that, something that you can pick up really quickly and take into a, a birth. And we're birthing a client of mine that I've birthed a few times before. And the last birth that we did, it was actually in the hospital. And this time now we tried to convince her to birth at home, but she didn't want to. She has a lot of kids anyway, so she needed her safe space. And we went to birth care. But Jasmine got out of her little bag this very large that she pulled out of the pool. So...